Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Epic Fantasy Romance. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. It's wonderful. Today is Monday, um, October 24th. Welcome to the end of October. It's a chilly morning here in Santa Fe. We did get just down to freezing. It's supposed to get much colder tonight. And I got all of my winterizing done yesterday. You all will be relieved to know. The uh, potted plants have come in and the rain barrels have been drained and covered and all of the myriad little tasks. It, it was a long day. It took me a lot of stuff. The vents are closed and I took the screens off of the windows for an obstructed view. It was a good weekend. It was a productive weekend. Uh, got all of those things done. Got a lot of business caught up on. Saturday I went and had brunch with Minerva Spencer who was delightful. Katie Lane couldn't join us this time but we had a, a very nice uh, two hour long brunch. Talked about all the things. Uh, lots of business conversation. It was great. And I went shopping. Very exciting. Um, bought a gown to wear uh, for the Nebula Awards, which will be next June. So I'm excited about that. Um, I would show you a picture, but my selfie didn't turn out all that great. Uh, and the dress is much prettier in person. We'll see if I can get a better picture of it. So, um, so yeah, it was, it was a good balance of a weekend. There we go with our, our work-life balance, right? Uh, it has occurred to me that part of the reason I don't worry much about work-life balance is that I may work an awful lot. That is one thing I discovered from my Clifton strengths um, that I did not. Um, I think I've learned more from it than I thought because it, I keep, my mind keeps coming back around to things about it. Uh, but one is, is that one of my strengths, let's see if I can find it. So it's my third strength is being an achiever, which... Uh, I guess it's like Jennifer Eastep's number one strength. She was kind of rolling her eyes at herself. But it is kind of funny to have that be one of your strengths because apparently, as this says, it says, um, have a great deal of stamina and work hard. They take great satisfaction from being busy and productive. So, you know, like when people say, oh, well, you know, you should rest and relax. And it's like, when I try to say, but it makes me happy to have gotten things done. I think this is exactly why. Amusingly, for those of you who listen regularly, faithfully, loyally, I love you all. Uh, the email, I get these emails from the at Gallup Analytics people about my strengths. And they sent me ones for the different you know, different up my five. And they're, of course, trying to uh, encourage me to buy and find out the other 34 or what have you, uh, which so far I'm not inclined to do. But they said they sent me like a separate email about each 
strength, which I confess I have not read because I feel like I spend too much of my life reading emails. But <laughs> uh, they, then I got this email saying, now that you've learned about all five of your strengths. And I thought, well, wait, did I get the email on my weird first strength? Those of you who have been paying attention, alert readers at home will remember that it's connectedness. My, um, that I have the, have faith in the links between all things. And I believe there are a few coincidences and almost every event has a reason. I thought, well, did they send me a special email on the connectedness strength? Reader, <laughs> they did not. I think nobody knows what to do with that strength. But I've come to see how that's an important thing for me. And yeah, I'll just leave it at that. So, uh, boys and girls and Indies, what do I have to tell you about today? Oh, okay. So one thing, um, not to belabor the newsletter point, although Minerva and I did have an interesting conversation about newsletters and how we've both been exhorted to do them and how we feel about them in general, which um, she is one of the people who is like, it just hasn't worked for her. So anyway, um, you know, I all, I do have my newsletter, which you are welcome to sign up for, should you wish, uh, and no onus, should you not wish, uh, <laughs> which I know is not what I'm supposed to say. That's what I, why I'm laughing. Um, but so like, this was an interesting data point because I sent out, or actually assistant Kareem does it for me, sent out a newsletter for, uh, the release of familiar winter magic came out as a standalone a few days after release. She did our standard thing, sent out the newsletter just to let any of my readers who subscribe to the newsletter, I would assume for precisely this reason. Uh, know that that it's out in case I hadn't read it in the anthology in case I wanted a standalone copy. Uh, and I got some sales from that. I could see a little sales spike in familiar winter magic from that. And then very interestingly on, let's see, what day was it? Today's the 24th. Well, I think it was, Thursday. It, it doesn't matter exactly which day it was, Jeffy. Anyway, Amazon sent out an email saying, because you like Jeffy Kennedy books, um, here's a new release from her, Familiar Winter Magic. And I know this because I got it, because Amazon thinks that I'm interested in buying Jeffy Kennedy books, which I think is really funny, but I do buy my own books from Amazon from time to time. I buy my author copies there often. Um, better deal than Ingram. I think the quality is the same. Faster. Uh, occasionally I buy ebooks and send them as gifts to people, prizes. So, so yes, Amazon knows that. I think it's funny that they don't seem to, you know, like as far as that bot cycle is concerned, uh, they don't seem to know that I am also Jeffy Kennedy as well as a fan. <laughs> I'm not just the president of hair club for men. 
I'm also a member. Uh, that's how commercials get into our brains, right? So anyway, I saw this email and the, that day and the next day, I got a big spike in sales of that book. Three to four times what sending out my own newsletter was. How do I get, you know, and so the, the argument, and I can hear it from the arguers because they use the exact same argument every time, is that I don't control that. I don't control whether or not Amazon sends that out. And, and it could be a don't try this at home, kids, because I don't know why Amazon picked my release. I think they do it most times, but do they do it for every author? I don't know. Um, I know they don't send it to just my followers because I don't follow myself. So they definitely are working that um, algorithm. Someone was saying the other day that algorithm is now our word for any kind of black box magic uh, that we don't understand, <laughs> which I find really amusing. And now I want to use in a fantasy novel. In fact, you know what? Uh, write that down. Because <sighs> that might, I could use that in the Bandits book. Algorithm. See, you were here for the birth of the idea. So exciting. I might have to like change the spelling ever slightly. But if you see that, now you know. Anyway. The... Uh, Let's see, what was I saying about the algorithm? Oh, one of the things I learned a long time ago, and I think um, it's kind of the core of like what David Gochran teaches about getting good at Amazon marketing, is that Amazon has always, always focused on essentially the also bots. Even if they don't show the also bots, they're very committed to tracking what and of course, this is like everybody now is like, it's the data mining is, is the gold, right? But tracking what you buy and predicting what else you might like to buy because of that. And they do it with books. And of course, everybody wants to try to manipulate and control this process, the properties that you control. This, I know I've said it before, but this really comes out of all of that success stuff. You know, it's this, and to me is a very male idea that this idea of you control your destiny, you will manifest, um, you make it happen. That's why I have to say it in a growly male voice. That's what that was. So <laughs> I'm amusing myself this morning. Clearly I got a lot of rest this weekend. So, um, Amazon, yes, we do want to get in there and have Amazon send out our books that they, you know, and send out reminders to people who are reading very famous authors because there's a whole lot of those followers. And so there's all of this stuff, you know, like how do you get in there? And, you know, I don't know. I don't know how you get in there. But I can say that if you do, then Amazon does do a lot of that heavy lifting for you. And it's great. Um, so my point, do I have one? My point is 
yes, I don't control Amazon. I will never attempt to control Amazon. Uh, but when they do do that sort of leveraging for me, it's far more effective than my own newsletter, even though I don't control it. And then we circle back to the, my initial point in all things, which is that control is an illusion, right? I really believe control is an illusion, which it probably goes back to my connectedness thing, right? All right, moving on. What else do I have to tell you? Oh, um, I'm going to take this off my thing. Uh, I realized that I had teased about the anthology, but uh, I was chatting with Grace over the weekend, and she asked me when she could start talking it up. And I was like, oh, well, I already did. <laughs> so, but we have a title. Um, and I need to start getting a pre-order date up for it, I guess. We need to, I need to figure out exactly how I'm going to do that. At any rate, it is called The Waters and the Wild. The Waters and the Wild, the an anthology with yours truly, Grace Draven, uh, Dana Marton, and Maria Vale. And it will be all Faye stories all Faye related stories and alert readers out there may be saying, but Jeffy, you don't really have any Faye series going on right now, which is true and not true, right? Covenant of Thorns is all about the Faye, but am I writing more in that world? I don't know. I used to get people asking me if I was going to write more because there is an opportunity for there to be more in that series. Uh, but since I've republished it, even though some people have contacted me saying how much they loved it, Nobody's asking for more. So I think that's unlikely. However, the Bandit's book, the Bandit's book, I think is going to be Faye. And yes, uh, I think it was Laura Darnell. Hi, Laura. Uh, said maybe a prequel novella to that world. I don't know if it would work or not. But anyway, this will be out in time for a Polycon in April. A Polycon attendees will have uh, first crack at getting this special edition. And then we will have the release date for the ebook after a Polycon. Uh, we also print copies available. So probably I need to think about setting up a pre-order date for post a Polycon for the ebooks. Uh, we should have a cover coming in December or January. And yeah, so that's the big fun project, The Waters and the Wild. Uh, Grace came up with that title. So yeah, uh, let's see. So I'm at 15 minutes. I was going to talk a little bit about anthologies and how to do them. And I feel like I don't have a copious amount of time to discuss that today. So I'll probably move that to tomorrow so I can devote a whole podcast about it because uh, some people were asking about it over the weekend, like best practices and that sort of thing. And so that would be good to discuss. Um, I did get a question from a friend who's an aspiring author about 
submitting a story to a publication and wondering, have, going through and editing it and seeing that there are major problems in it. And should they go ahead and submit it or should they do a rewrite, which could take a long time. And probably I don't have time to talk about this in entirety, but I do want to talk about the idea of knowing when you're done. Um, I think as you progress in your writing career, the concept of doneness really changes. Um, in part because you are deadline driven. So you are done when you've reached the last possible minute that you can work on it before whatever deadline it is an upload deadline or a get it to the proofreader deadline or send it into your editor deadline, which sounds bad and cynical, I'm sure. Uh, but, and there are certainly times when you end up extending that deadline because you know that the story itself is not done. But when you're a newbie writer, the concept of doneness can be really difficult. Uh, and I get asked that question a lot. How do you know when it's done? And it's because there is no, there is no finish line, right? It's not like you solved all of the equations and you have that metric of being done. Instead, it's more like an asymptote, right? It, as the line approaches infinity or approaches zero, I think we'll go with infinity on this one that it approaches a level of doneness because we're also talking about not just being done, but being perfect, right? This concept of finished, you're not just finished writing it, but you have finished tweaking it. You've completed making it as perfect as it can be. And if any of you out there are perfectionists, you are fully aware that this is an unattainable goal. Uh, perfectionism, well, we could spend a lot of time talking about that, but I, I struggled with it more in my youth. Uh, after a while, you give up. Maybe that's something that happens as you progress in your writing skill uh, and experience is that you become much more zen with the fact that nothing's ever going to be perfect. Uh, and that, you know, you have to give it another try on the next book. But there does come a point at which you may have worked the story enough. And that's um, when I'm coaching authors. That is something that I have to ask people to look at sometimes. Because sometimes, sometimes a story's been worked to death. And, you know, as much as you love it, there's just nothing more to be done. It's like dough. We have multiple metaphors here at first cup of coffee. It's like dough, um, that you want to work it just enough. I like for a good pastry dough, you want to work it very little, um, bread dough. You want to work it just enough to get it all blended in, to get it elastic. Um, but if you work it too much, it'll get tough and you cannot save it. You have to throw out that batch of dough. So, how do you learn these things? It's, it's hard. And I'll, I'll make a note. I'll talk about that more tomorrow. Um, but for today, that's it for me. 
Um, I'm going to go get to work. I did make some progress on the novella on Friday, so um, let's finish that puppy this week. What do you say? Not necessarily perfect, but done. I will talk to you all tomorrow, and you take care. Bye-bye.